Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey Damo, you know I like running. Yeah, I do. You love running. You know sometimes I do it without shoes on (laughs) because I'm all about natural running. You are. So I've made this e-course to try and make it easier for people, not necessarily to run without any shoes on, but to run more naturally, to make it healthier, easier, more fun. Is that what E stands for in e-course, easy course? I think it's got something to do with the internet, Damo. You know I'm not very technical. <laughs> but, but what I do know is if people want to get the e-course, um, they can actually go to theartofnaturalrunning.com. Hi, this is Damien Christoph. Hi, this is Brett Hill. Hey, Brett. How are you, mate? Hey. Good, mate. How are you? Great, thank you. Hey, no introduction required for today because uh, we're going to be interviewing the um, the the star of this particular thing <laughs> right here, right now, and we're going straight into the interview. So there's no pre-record of the intro because without any further introduction, everybody who listens to us already knows who you are, Bretto. You're world famous in Australia already. I hope so. I hope if they listen to the wellness guys, they know who I am. Yeah. I mean, I know that I don't get a lot of airtime sometimes when Damo asks those long questions, but hopefully they've heard, yeah, heard a little bit of me. Uh, oh, Bredo. <laughs> You're one of the most impressive blokes I know. I'm amazed at how much content you actually get to put out. Like you, um, I don't know where you find the time between building fences to house ponies, <laughs> um, starting, uh, you know, amazing, amazing, flourishing, um, exciting relationships with uh, Wellness Couch fans. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you get to do it. How do you do it? I don't, I don't know, Damo. I just, you know what I do? Is I just try and keep moving. I just try and do a little bit all the time. Yeah. That's what I do. And, I, you know, I've what I've learned is that with everything going on between, as you said, between, you know, home life and family life and private practice and podcasts and running the Wellness Couch and doing all those things, what I've learned is that I've got to uh, not be so strict with myself on deadlines. And so what I do now is instead of setting myself a strict deadline for when I want to get something done, I just say, this is the project I want to do next and I'm just going to chip away at it until it's done. And that's what I do. Uh, it's a great approach. Um, I actually started writing a book recently. Another one? Because you burnt one of them in your demo. You ripped well, it up and chucked it in the bin. Yeah, look, that was the article that I wrote about that. But uh, I, I actually didn't rip it up. I just stopped writing it because it was just not what I felt was really right. Do you ever feel, though, Bredo, and we're talking about your brand new book, The Art of Natural Running, which uh, I'm so excited that you've brought this out because there's a lot of people that are going, oh, I wish I knew how to run. Oh, I wish right. I could run. Um, well, and, uh, you know. It's better than a book demo because it's an e-course. It's an so it's, e-course. it's not just written. It's videos. It's pictures. It's interviews. It's it's like five and a half hours worth of video content. Oops, sorry about that. Yes, of course it is. It's like a whole program. So it's a co- it's like having Brett Hill in your lounge room or in your pocket, um, and he's just teaching you how to do this thing right, which it's, is but slightly less annoying. <laughs> what then you being in their pocket yeah, then me being in their lounge room some people annoying. would love that but I could imagine I could imagine um, so I'm amazed because I wrote my first draft and then I've written my second draft and then I got to a point where I felt really good about it and then I went to Ikaria and realised that's not what I wanted to put out and decided that I'd tear up my book or tear up the manuscript, manuscript which is what I said but really yeah. what I did is I put push pause on it because I want to write something that I know will, and maybe this is just a fear of putting something out there or maybe it's the fear of perfection I don't know or like paralysed by the pursuit of perfection maybe that's what I'm worried about but you're your stuff just seems to be so good all the time. Like from when you wrote your first book, How to Eat an Elephant, 
to where we are now and you've put together an e-course on the art of natural running how do you do it how do you re- how do you review it and how do you just keep well, on putting stuff out I'll tell you a little secret, Damo. I have probably on my laptop right now, I would say about a dozen partially written books. Wow. Um, so they don't all work. Like <laughs> there's, there's been numerous <laughs> times where I've started writing a book and just gotten into it and gone, I'm just not feeling it. It's not working. This, this isn't the book I need to write. So, um, yeah, I've done that lots of times. So I, you're not alone there, Damo. And once again, I think for me, it's just a matter of just keep going. Like one of them doesn't work. Oh, well, okay. That wasn't quite right. And then I sort of wait for inspiration and I start again and try something a little bit different. So that's um, that's what it was. But this, you know, with the e-course, it was more so that it was – I was getting asked to do it. So because, you know, Kim and I have gone around Australia doing our, um, our natural running uh, live events where we we hosted people. You know, we've done this at the Wellness Summit. We've done this at other places up in Queensland and in Adelaide, where we hosted people, did a workshop, and taught people this running technique, and it was great. Um, but because of that, and we'd post pictures on social media and stuff, and then someone would be in, you know, they'd be in the Kakadu, and they'd say, "Hey, can you come up here and do it?" You know, someone else is in Perth saying, "Hey, can you come over here and do it?" And uh, and I realised from a time perspective, I wasn't going to be able to get to all those locations and do this. Uh, course. So, I decided that I would do the next best thing and make an electronic version of it so that people can, wherever they are, whether they're anywhere in Australia, anywhere in the world, they can essentially take this course and learn how to run and how to, how to make running more fun, how to make running easier, how to make running kinder on their body um, and even get a little bit quicker as well. So, that's the sort of feedback we would get from people from doing the live course and, and already the sort of feedback we're getting from people doing the e-course, which is really exciting. No, totally, mate. So, there's something you said there was how to make running more fun yeah now there's yeah. a pause there because that's, <laughs> I find that fascinating right? I know that when you and me and Lawrence and Marcus would get up in the morning here in Melbourne and would go and do our little um, jog in the park down at Elwood and the you know the adult exercise equipment down there and that was my least favorite part give me chin-ups any day give me push-ups any day sit-ups anything to do with muscle growth hypertrophy so i can you know rip buttons off my shirt all that sort of stuff you know if i (laughs) if i feel massive i feel good but running i just i mean i give me i can do sprints i'm happy to do sprints short distance but long distance really i I find that challenging so how are you going to make it more interesting for me brado well, I think one of the biggest things is I find a lot of people who struggle with running um, just don't run very well. So, you know, people tell me I can't run, I don't like running, I don't enjoy running, I get injured when I run, all these sort of things. And most of the, and, and a lot of the time they've been told that running is bad for them um, because of, you know, the results they get from it. And, and usually my answer to them is most of the time it's not actually that running is bad for you, it's that running badly is bad for you. And so, um, and running badly isn't particularly enjoyable. And running badly is hard. So, you know, I've definitely had people come through my course who've said, I hate running, I don't like running, I can't run. You know, literally people who hadn't run for decades, they just had not run at all. And teaching them how to run right, all of a sudden they go, hey, I can do this. This is actually easy this is actually this feels natural it feels flowing it feels comfortable i can i can run along and be looking around and enjoying nature and um and it's not a it's not so much of a chore it's not so much of a battle against your body and against your mind when things are just you're in flow and that's it's a totally different experience it feels great well that seems to be the kind of the theme that many people who do talk about the enjoyment of running is they they say that they're in flow and they you know they they kind of 
getting to like a meditative state where they can just continue to run, 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 run. I know that some people, you know, goal to get three kilometers or they just want to run a 5Ks. And I've got a mate of mine who's always busting to get under, you know, three minute 40Ks. Like he just wants to sprint, you know, 10Ks. And I kind of go, wow, that's just incredible. But that flow state many people, you know, experience, what's the feeling of that flow state that people would get when they get into that state? Is it, is it liberating? What, what is that feeling? Oh, I think it's probably different for everyone, but for me, it's definitely I feel very calm, um, and and I actually generally am quite uh, creative in that time. So so once I'm in the flow of a run and I'm just cruising along, and usually for me it means I'm in nature because I like to do a lot of my runs, you know, through the Adelaide Hills and through the national parks and stuff like that. So usually I'm in nature, and I find that helps as well. Um, but I, I solve all my problems. You know, I, I create new ideas. I create new problems probably. Um, but, you know, that's when I sort of am able to just get out and clear my head a little bit and have some really good quality thinking time um, and really creative time as well. So, you know, probably similar to what a lot of people say, you know, they get from meditating, I think. Um, I'm a crap meditator. You know, I, I can't. I shouldn't say I can't. I don't successfully meditate. I'm probably, I'm sure I can if I just put more effort into it or, or figured out how to do it right. But I, I've never successfully really meditated. Um, whereas if I can go for a run or a swim or a bike ride or something of that nature, um, I get into that sort of, I seem to get the same sort of effects that people talk about getting from meditation, but just do it in a more active way. Ah, nice, nice. Um, I like that from fishing. Um, so maybe uh, Me too. I should run with my fishing rod uh, and then get fishing. That'd be great. I love it from golf as well, actually. But um, I, I really, I love the idea that um, I can, I can jump online. I can do a little course in, in, in running. Um, learn from you because you are a great runner. I remember you running barefoot, uh, doing an ultra marathon, which is, I think, just an incredible feat. The first <laughs> ultra marathon you ever did was uh, barefoot. I think that's absolutely profound. Uh, you know, the Olympics are named after a bloke around. 42 kilometers and you've um you've gone and run a, a like a, a ultra marathon 56 mine was damon 56 i wasn't totally barefoot i had my barefoot shoes on for the ultra marathon yeah, but fine. i did run the city to bay barefoot and that was 12 k's on the bitumen like literally cool. no shoes no shoes at all and, yeah. and what was the net result of that like did you tear up your skin or what happened no, I got to the end of the 12 kilometers and I had like the slightest little bit of abrasion on the soles of my feet. No bruising, no blisters, no nothing. It was no blood, no nothing. It was totally fine. It was almost like I had these feet were really clever and they were designed to be able to do it. <laughs> oh, I can hear a little bit of suspiciousness going on there. So you, you just did it. I love that. Hey, um, Bretto, with a program like this, there's obviously many different components to it. So tell us what can people get from this? So obviously they'll get some videos from you, but what are the videos all about? And then what's the other content all about? Why is someone going to want to do a, a barefoot running course or the art of natural running with you? And is it a barefoot running course? No, well, it's a natural running course. So I deliberately didn't call it a barefoot running course because what I've discovered is when I say barefoot running, people just tune out. They're like, you've got to be crazy. Why would I want to go running barefoot, right? Well, no, my so shoes what look it's too a, good, right? 
Yeah. So what it's about is natural running. So it's about um, getting to a more natural running state in whatever shoes or no shoes you want to wear. All right. So um, now bear in mind, it is easier when you wear less shoes. So, you know, the more minimalist your shoes are, even if you want to go all the way into no shoes, it does make running with the right technique easier. uh, But you certainly don't have to go totally barefoot in it in order to be able to improve your running technique and get a lot out of the course. So that's why it's called the art of natural running. It's not just barefoot running but it's but it's running in a more natural way running in the way your body's designed to um and there's heaps of content in there so it goes right from the start just giving people a bit of an overview talking about whether natural running is right for them and and who it's not right for because that's really important um you know i think the majority of people can do it but there are definitely some people who shouldn't be doing it um it talks about the benefits of doing it it talks about how to prepare it talks about who shouldn't be doing it well there's a bunch of people who shouldn't be doing it. So, uh, for example, uh, some people with some sort of chronic diseases shouldn't be doing it. So, if you have diabetic neuropathy and you don't have very good sensation in your feet, then you've got to be really careful going into a more minimalist or or especially going barefoot, right? Because you might be doing yourself damage and not even necessarily knowing it or feeling it. Um, You know, if you've got um, degenerative issues in your feet, then it might not be right for you. You know, if you've got congenital issues in your congenital abnormalities in your feet, then it might not be right for you. So, For some people, they're just not structurally sound enough to be able to do it. Um, But for most people, they can benefit from doing it. Okay, cool. So that's that's unreal. Now, just I'm just thinking of some of the great runners, like I'm thinking Steve Monaghan, Robert DiCostello, um, some of the great Australians. Um, Kim Morrison, we'll call her Australia now. Australia now. I'm sure she won't mind that. She can almost drop her accent by now. I know she's just faking it these days, but um, <laughs> she really is Australian. Um, the great runners, the great runners. Obviously, these guys have had lots of padding. One guy who comes to mind who didn't have lots of padding in his feet, um, who also, um, you know, ran in, I suppose, different footwear, uh, was um, Cliff Young. And yeah. And, you know, I know Cliff Young shuffled his way through the Sydney to Melbourne. um, And I know that Kim Morrison trained with Cliff Young. Um, Is is people people going to learn how to shuffle? Or is is that an effective way to run? Or, I mean, it's wasn't too. He wasn't too far off, you know. He actually had a pretty good running technique despite the fact that he ran in gumboots. And he shuffled, right? Which is amazing. Yeah, but but what he did do was he kept his posture up and he leant forward. And and that's a really big key to it, right, is when when you lean forward into your run, you're able to get your body weight in front of your center – sorry, your center of gravity in front of your feet. Then you're actually leaning forward and using gravity to propel you forwards as opposed to sticking your leg right out. So basically the further you stride, your leg out in front of you, the more you're going to strike into the ground, the greater the ground reaction force is going to push you backwards and you're essentially putting the brakes on. So with his little shuffle, what he was doing was he was always keeping his feet behind his center of gravity so that his body weight was falling forwards and actually pulling him forwards into the run rather than having to try and drag his body weight up and over a foot that he's plonking way out in front of himself. So taking a slightly shorter stride and a slightly higher cadence is actually a really good thing to do and, and really helpful in terms of maintaining that posture and particularly maintaining that lean, which is what helps propel you forwards and make it way easier. Oh, it's really interesting. I uh, there's a, There is a guy who's a physiotherapist who's just around the corner from me in Sandringham and 
And I watch him run, and he has these tiny little steps, but he does look like he's leaning forward. And uh, and his cadence or step rate is really high. And he yeah. just runs and runs and runs and runs. And, you know, there's a guy that I used to work with who worked in my practice who is the same. He changed his uh, step rate, um, changed the position of his body to lean forward, tilt forward slightly, moved his center of gravity, which is exactly what you're talking about, and now just runs and runs and runs. Yeah. Which is amazing. Well, that's what happens. You end up running too far. Like I, this is what happened to me. So when I first started learning this stuff, I used to do a little 10K circuit around home here, just around the Adelaide Hills, and it was quite hilly. So it was a pretty decent run doing that 10Ks. And I started doing this – I learned some of this stuff from some of the people we interview in the course, like Danny Dreyer and, and Kim Morrison. And we do interview Kim in the course, and she talks a fair bit about Cliff Young as well, by the way. And uh, But I started learning this running technique. I started applying it on my run around home. And all of a sudden, I realized that even though I was actually trying to take it easy because I was learning this new technique, I was trying to go slower. I was not only getting home about five minutes quicker, um, but I was actually getting home full of energy. Like I, I hadn't used up as much energy as I was used to. So I'm like going around raking up the garden and doing all this other work because I didn't feel like I'd actually gotten a workout from the run. Um, and so I blame like, this running technique for me doing the ultra marathon. Because all of a sudden, it's like, oh, 10 Ks, I could do longer than that. I'm going to do 20 Ks. And then and then I read Born to Run, of course, which many yes. people will have read and uh, got all excited about it and signed myself up for – I actually signed myself up for a 30 K run because um, that's why I thought that would be a logical next step and then found out that I think it was actually on the weekend of the Wellness Summit actually. I had some event on that I couldn't do it. And so I was like, I was telling everyone, oh, well, I can't do the 30K run. What a shame. You know, I just have to miss out. And someone else said, oh, there's another one coming up two weeks later, 56K. You may as well sign up for that. And before I realized it, I said yes and ended up doing the ultra. So um, <laughs> I love it. That was what happened, though. But it was just because it was actually so much easier that I just started running further. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So it wasn't that you, you know, nailed 10, managed 20, ticked off 30 moved on to 40, ran his first marathon and thought, well, this is easy. I'm just going to go and do 56. You just went, mm, can do 20. Yeah. Uh, might as well just do 56. I don't, think I'd, I don't think I'd even done 20, to be honest. I, I reckon probably at the time I signed up to do it, I probably – I reckon – 15 was probably the most I'd done, I would say. Wow. And uh, it was just one of those challenges. You know, someone put it out there and I was like, yeah, I can do that. You know, I just, I like biting off more than I can chew and just slowly chewing at it. And (laughs) the other thing I did was I I did a very atypical marathon preparation. So because I wanted to stay, in my mind, I wanted to stay healthy. Um, And so I didn't want to be someone who was running hundreds of kilometers a week and, you know, burning off all my lean muscle mass and getting really thin and and all those sort of things. So I actually wanted to be able to do uh, a healthy, that was my goal, was to run a healthy ultra marathon. So I was only doing one run a week um, and the rest of the week I was doing functional fitness, so just short high-intensity stuff. Um, And I did the entire run paleo as well. So I, I ate really healthy the whole time. I didn't do any gels. I didn't do, I made my own electrolyte drink well that's another book that you wrote wasn't it like you wrote a little pdf there or a little downloadable thing got a little book on my website which is my uh, paleo electrolyte drink which i use for my ultra marathon which is great it worked really well Mm. so um yeah so that was what i did i I did one run a week anywhere between 10 and 20 k's um and then i'd never done more than 20 k's until i think five weeks before the race um and then i did a 30 k and then four weeks before the race, I did the Adelaide Marathon, so I did 40Ks. 
Um, and then I sort of the last four weeks took it a little bit easier <laughs> getting ready to recover, ready to do the 56. That's incredible. So how did you feel after doing your 30K and then your 40K? Like with very little preparation. What- yeah. So the 30K actually was quite good. Yep. Um, I did that just along the Torrens, uh, along a bitumen path there and I just sort of, you know, it was more of a training run so I wasn't pushing myself. I sort of took my time and, and, and really the whole way along, my goal wasn't to run a fast ultra marathon. It was just to get to the end. So I wasn't sort of pushing myself on pace. So the 30K was really nice. Um, the 42K was really tough. So I, I made probably several mistakes but um, the, I found that the flat run just on the bitumen of the 42K for the marathon was a lot harder on my body than the ultra marathon which was actually along trails and even though it was up and down hill and it was very hilly it just had a lot more diversity of movement i think and so it wasn't as monotonous stress on the body Um, that's a great point that's a great point yeah but also, at the start of the marathon, um, I ran into an old friend of mine, and I hadn't seen him for like a decade, and he he had his whole race set out of how fast he was going to go every single minute, of the, every single kilometer of the race, and so he had this whole strategy picked out, and I sort of got chatting to him, and all of a sudden, it was almost the race was about to start, and he sort of went, well, you may as well just run along with me, and I looked at his strategy, and I knew that it was just a little bit quicker than what I'd planned on doing, and I was like, oh, it'll be okay, I'll just run with him for the first half, so. I ran with him for the first 21Ks, and by the time I got to the 21K mark, I'd gone just that little bit quicker than I should have, and I was struggling. So the second half of the marathon, not the ultra marathon, but the marathon, um, was a bit of a battle. I really struggled on the way home, and that was tough. That was really hard on the body. I remember so, us uh, talking about that on an interview in the Wellness Guys many, many years ago when you'd, when you'd actually done this. You said how difficult that was, and Jay, basically dragged your feet across the line you know, at the end of the day, yeah. but it's an important thing, isn't it, like to kind of set out with a goal in mind of your pace. Yes. And stick yeah, to your game plan, absolutely. isn't it? Preparation is so important. And as with many things in fitness, putting your ego aside is really important too. Like like wanting to go that little bit quicker than you know you should, wanting to lift that little bit more than you know you should. Like the constant battle for me anyway. I don't know about other people, but but it's like it's always just making sure you don't yeah, just check your ego at the door and just do, you know, what you're capable of. Push yourself a little bit, but don't bite off more than you can chew and um, I do it all the time well, you don't you don't really because you know how to eat an elephant so but uh, let's let's think more about this like you raised a really great point in there Brett Owen I think that uh, one of the beautiful things that or the things that I really enjoy about the outdoors is the ability to get outdoors I don't really love the idea of getting outdoors and running on bitumen or running on concrete it doesn't really you know, excite me too much. But if you're right, if I was to be running on a trail or, you know, on a track somewhere, that is far more exciting. And I used to do cross country. That used to be one of the things that I used to run and do, um, you know, all the run time. Up, run up to the waterfall at the wellness uh, breakthrough. Well, that's there, beautiful. That's, that's exciting and then- stuff. And it never, ever feels like it's a long run when you're actually, when you're doing that sort of thing. But if you're just doing a, you know, a run on the treadmill or if you're just continually, you know, doing a the same sort of run in and around I don't know, Melbourne or Adelaide or Brisbane or wherever you are, if it's the same old, same old, then you're kind of missing it. You know, that's not really natural running. What's your recommendation for people there? What if they do live in a city? How do people, you know, build nature into their lifestyle? Well, I think it's just a matter of, you know, if you're running, it's, you know, you, you run where you can. I mean, obviously, you know, you're not necessarily going to want to drive an hour each way to go for a run. Like, it's not going to fit into your daily life. You're not going to get it done. So, 
I think it is just a matter of getting – the technique does make a massive difference. You know, if you can get your technique right, even if you are running on the hard bitumen. I mean, I remember we interviewed uh, Chris McDougall on the Wellness Guys. I don't know if you remember that. He was the guy who wrote Born yeah, to did. Run. Yep. And we yep. asked him about whether running on bitumen, you know, barefoot was an okay thing to do. And, and his answer to that was that he'd just been to Africa and he'd seen the trails that the – I think it might have been the Kalahari Bushmen or one of those tribes run on over there. Yeah. Um, and he said their trails were essentially centuries old, probably longer old trails that had been walked on by hooved animals for millennia um, and as a result they were basically bitumen I mean they were so packed hard dirt um, and that was what they'd always run on and, and never had any problems and run huge kilometers so um, you know so I think you know running on bitumen whilst it seems very unnatural it, it's not perhaps as bad as we sometimes think it might be um, and I think the key like I said is if you get your technique right it does allow you to get into that much more enjoyable natural flow state um, you know, and if you can cut through a few parks on the way, I always find that makes things a whole lot nicer. So, you know, if I'm going for a run in the city, I will literally look for a few parks that I can kind of loop through. So, you know, I'll run through this park and then I'll run up the road to the other park and then down to the next park and then sort of head back home. Because at least then you do, you get a bit of nature, you might see a koala on the way, you might, you know, see a bit of a stream that you run across. You know, I'm, I'm lucky in the Adelaide Hills, we have waterfalls yeah, right. and koalas, koalas and kangaroos. And they're, and, Kilda, mate. they're not going to see koalas well, out here. I'll tell you, well, you, you know where my practice is in Hayeswood Park. We have heaps of koalas in the park just there, Damo. Oh, so beautiful. Now, you you're, you're set over there in Adelaide. It's amazing. You're missing out. Yeah. Beautiful. No, <laughs> thanks for rubbing it in, mate. That's true. <laughs> no, we are, definitely. And at the moment, you've got the, the greatest game on earth, uh, the Ashes, happening there at the I moment. Know. It's all very exciting. How good's that? Oh, mate, we are in a good nick. We are in good nick. Bretto, um, you've partnered up with a world champion, like, you know, one of the, the greatest uh, runners of all time. Let's say that. I don't know. If like <laughs> She'll love that. She'll <laughs> love that. <laughs> uh, but you've, you've teamed up with our friend Kim Morrison, who's a world record holder. Um, she is on the Wellness Couch show, Up for a Chat. Um, she's been doing that for almost as long as we've been doing the Wellness Guys. Nice. Um, she can talk, this girl, but she can also <laughs> run. She She's an incredible runner and, and uh, has been doing this for such a, gr- a long time. What's it like working with Kim Morrison on a project like this? Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, we have a ball. So, you know, Kim and I have done these um, – you know, these live courses a number of times and we have so much fun because it's just great seeing people's reactions and, and you know how enthusiastic Kim is. She's such a she's such a lover that, uh, that you know, when people start to make changes and get a bit excited about it, then she's yeah she's twice as excited as they are. So, um, we have a ball with Kim. We have a laugh. We have a fun. So, it was great to be able to interview her for this course because um, obviously she's got such a great perspective, not so much, you know, I had the sort of technical people on the course where I interviewed, um, you know, a podiatrist, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson, who's awesome. You know, I interviewed Danny Dreyer. I interviewed uh, Kelly Starrett from uh, Mobility Wad, and they were great. And they talked a lot about the technique side of it. Um, whereas Kim, she's a bit more touchy-feely. You know, she feels talks about the feel of it and the flow of it and the energy of it and the vibration of it and, you know, all those sort of things. So she just brings that nice sort of uh, feminine touch to the course, which is lovely. Oops, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, I love it when you just end sentences like that, Bruno. It's fantastic. Now, where can people go and get this? I just this? like trying to catch Damo when he's Facebooking when he's supposed to be interviewing. That's uh, all. No, definitely not doing that right now. I can say that. Um, Mate, so I know that people can go to uh, www.thebarefootathlete.com and when they go there and they subscribe um, on there, they will get access to a free ebook that you've written with Kim. Um, yeah. Which, 
which can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so Kim and I wrote an ebook, which was basically once again because we kept getting asked about um, you know this natural running and barefoot running and how do I do it and how do I start and what's the technique and all that sort of stuff. So so we sat down and wrote an ebook together um, a couple of years ago actually, and so um, you know we've been selling this ebook for for about ten bucks for the last couple of years, um, but I decided that as part of this course, you know because. Once again, people kept sort of that people were reading the ebook and then they wanted you know, they're like, I don't quite get that. What's it look like? You know, well, I wish I could see a picture of that. I wish I could see a video of that so I can get a better idea of how it works because you know, running's a very tactile, very practical thing that that's hard to get out of a book. So um, so we wrote this book. Um, we've been selling it for ten bucks for the last couple of years, and uh, but now we've got it for free. Um, so that people can just get a bit of an intro before they decide where they want to sign up for the e-course is just get a bit of a rundown of what they might be getting themselves into and whether this might be for them. Um, and so, yeah, people can go there. They'll sign up. They'll get emailed the free copy of the ebook, um, and they'll actually get the opportunity then to have a look at the e-course as well. So there's all the information there about what's in the e-course, all the different lessons, um, you know, what the what the headings that are covered, all the topics that are covered as well. Um, and they'll get a link there. It'll give them the opportunity for the special uh, launch offer that we're doing for the e-course. So um, the e-course is ninety-seven dollars, um, but at the moment we've just launched it. We're doing a bit of a crazy special just to try and get it get it out there and get lots of people doing it and excited about it and motivated and hopefully sharing it with all their friends um, or sharing the link with all their friends, not the e-course, you know, share, show, sharing people how share to find link. it. And, um, and so it's only $29. So instead of $97, it's $29 for wow. five and a half hours of me, four other experts, all video. Um, yeah, it's taking me over to Who are the other experts? Yeah, so, so Paul Thompson is the barefoot podiatrist. So he is in I, – I keep getting mixed up. He's in country New South Wales somewhere. He's kind of near Kiama, which is where we're going for our uh, wellness base camp. Um, and he's the barefoot podiatrist. So he talks all about – That's um, kind of like you know, the Shire. That's like the, the you know, Wollongong sort of area. Yep. Yeah, he's around there somewhere. And so so he's really great because he helps a lot of clients in his practice um, you know, regain the function of their feet. So he's all about, well, let's not just put everyone into orthotics. Let's find out what's actually wrong with their feet in the first place because you know they don't have an orthotic deficiency. There's something not functioning right in their feet. Their feet are designed to be able to work by themselves. And so he's really good at doing that. And, and you know, obviously, sometimes people still do need orthotics, but he's really good at helping people with the function of their feet and, uh, and getting them back into – more natural movement so the barefoot podiatrist was perfect for this course um danny dreyer who does uh chi running so he's got chi running chi walking a whole bunch of stuff that he does nowadays but he was one of the I first like people not chia chi as in like tai chi <laughs> so so he was all about getting the posture right getting the energy right in your body and uh, he was one of the first people i actually read um when i first started wanting to learn about this stuff so courses i read a bunch of books and and his was one of them that really resonated with me and i got a lot of information out of and so he was definitely someone i wanted to get on the course he's got a huge following especially in the states and then the other one aside from kim morrison we've spoken about the other one was a guy called kelly starrett and we've interviewed him on the wellness guys and uh he is um he's actually a crossfit coach initially he does a, a website called mobility wad um and he's really big on teaching people proper form and technique and so you know he, he wrote a book called becoming a supple leopard i don't know if you remember that one damo um but it's awesome so you'd love it damo all your crossfit stuff in there it's brilliant awesome. and um 
But he's now written a book on running technique as well, which is once again fascinating, very, very detailed going into all the stuff. And so um, I really enjoyed his stuff. It was great to chat to him about some of the nitty-gritty about uh, natural running as well. Um, and so, you know, really, I guess for the course, for $29, you know, it cost you that just to buy one of these guys' books. Um, we've actually got each of them on here for half an hour going through all the most important bits of how to do it right, plus another, whatever it is, four hours worth of content. Um right across the rest of the course as well so oh, 29 bucks bargain bargain that's incredible well well done Brett. congratulations uh, I look forward to seeing the content myself so I'm going to check it out jump on and uh, have a bit of a play with it you might even find me running far too far and I might run from Melbourne to Adelaide who knows <sighs> Damo, Damo, I was just talking to someone the other day about this idea I've got one day, Damo, mm. is that I kind of, you know, how I, you know, how, the reason I did the barefoot run, the 12K one, was to raise money for spinal research, right? Oh, really? Okay. And so we raised, I can't remember, we raised a few thousand dollars for spinal research and that was really cool. But I had this idea after that, I was like, you know, one day I'm going to do a really big one. And so I've got this idea that, you know, in chiropractic, we talk about above, down, inside, out, yeah. that, you know, the intelligence of the body comes from the brain down through the spine and then out to the rest of the body. And that's how, that's how the brain controls the body. So yeah. I had this idea of doing like an above, down, inside, out run. So the idea is one day I want to do a run, either just me or maybe it might even be like a relay, but from Darwin down to Adelaide mm -hmm. and across the Melbourne. Oh, as as I'll sponsor you. I'll give you fifty cents. <laughs> You're not going to run with me. Oh, I'll be in support. <laughs> <of you. laughs> I might do a league. I'll run something. <laughs> Bredo, thanks so much for sharing um, your knowledge, your wisdom. You are an amazing man to be able to pump out the amount of information that you do pump out. The support that you give to so many thousands of people in their pursuit of excellence in around running, and of course, uh, with your new. Um, online program, digital program, um, the uh, the art of natural running. I think it's uh, it's outstanding. Congratulations, mate. Thanks, mate. Good on you. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash thewellnessguys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.